Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. If you happen to have your Bible, or if you've got a, something you've got the Bible on, if you will go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 11. I'll be speaking from the King James Version. If you've got a, uh, maybe a tablet or something, they've probably got two or three different versions, so I'll be going from King James if you want to follow that way. Deuteronomy chapter 11. The new year always brings an opportunity for new beginnings. And I, I enjoy new beginnings, don't you? I enjoy starting over again sometimes. For the children of Israel, it had been a long journey. Now Moses had led them out of Egypt. He had led them across the Red Sea when God parted the Red Sea. He had led them on their journey. And when they got to Kadesh Barnea, if you remember, they were right there at the promised land. And God said, go in and possess it. I'll go with you. You remember the story as well as I. Twelve spies went out. Ten came back. And they had the majority report. The majority report said, it's a land flowing with milk and honey, just like God said it was. It's a wonderful land. But there's the problem right there. It's a wonderful land. It's everything God said. God said we can get it. But there's their problem. They said there's giants in the land. No way we can conquer the land. You remember the minority report came from Joshua and Caleb. And they said, oh, it's a land just like God said it was. Let's go in and get it. God told us to get it. Let's go get it. Well, they chose the majority and ignored the minority. And as a result, they had to wander for 40 years. And now, here as we look in Deuteronomy chapter 11, they are encamped on the eastern bank of the Jordan, just about ready to enter into the promised land. Now, the book of Deuteronomy records the sermons that Moses uh, preached to his people before he went up to Mount Nebo and uh, viewed the land that God was going to lead them to. And then on Mount Nebo, he died, if you remember. Before the blessing of the promised land becomes a reality, though, for the children of Israel, Moses challenges them with these words here from Deuteronomy chapter 11. He reminds them, and as they cross over into their promised possession, they do so with God's provision, uh, with God's presence, God's promise, and God's protection. Now, uh, today... We are just starting a new year. It's a new journey. And I think of 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 10, verse 6, where it reminds us that everything that happened to the nation of Israel uh, happened for an example unto us. Actually, the entire Old Testament's that way. Uh, those things that happened to these people, they happened, and we can look at them as New Testament Christians as an example unto us. Uh, what is God saying to us through their experiences? Uh, let's pick up in verse 10 and 11 here in Deuteronomy chapter 11. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence ye came out, where you sowest thy seed and watereth it with uh, thy foot in a, as a garden. I'm going to have to pick this up and look at it a little better. <laughs> and watereth it uh, with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go in to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Let's notice God's provision for them. The land whither you go to possess it. It's a land of hills and valleys that drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Now that is in contrast to the land that they had in Egypt. 
In Egypt, they had to irrigate their fields. In Egypt, they had to carry the water. In Egypt, they had to work very hard for it to bring forth the, the crops that they needed to uh, use there in Egypt. But what God was saying to them and also saying to us is God will meet our needs. And as we move into a new year, isn't it wonderful to know that God's going to meet our needs? God's going to supply for us. He is our source. And you know, that's a good thought. If you go through uh, this uh, year and you're depending on this, you're depending on that, and those things fall out, those things you thought were your source, uh, really, they're just channels. God is your source. God uses different channels, but he is our source. Now, like the land of Israel, our land will drink water of the rain from heaven. I like that, don't you? How many times have we seen across the years when it felt like perhaps hope was almost gone? Maybe you experienced it even last year. Maybe you're experiencing it today. If you're like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Hope seems to be gone. In times like this, we begin to feel that our source is running out. And God would, at that time, when it was so difficult, you didn't feel like it was going to work out. God would rain down a blessing from heaven, right? And you look back and you say, I don't know how I made it, but yes, I do know how I made it. I made it by the grace of God, by the hand of God. We cross over into a new year today. As we're moving forward uh, and we're reminded that God is our source. And I'd sure hate to start a new year without that knowledge that God was my source. Moses reminded the people that the land they were about to possess was a land of hills and valleys. And again, as you think of that, remember God has never promised us the way would always be easy. You know, I kind of feel sorry for these folks who think, you know, they get saved and once they get saved, everything from that point on is absolutely wonderful. Never going to have a problem. Never going to have any difficulties. They think they're going to live in a rose garden. But as we know, rose gardens have thorns, right? So it's not always going to be easy. God has never promised that everything would be easy. The same hills and valleys are going to be there for this journey as we go through 2023. And really, we, as we need to just look at them and just thank God for the hills and the valleys. You see, the problem is sometimes when we get in the valley, and we'll have some valleys. Maybe you're going through a valley right now. When we get in the valley, we tend to forget the mountaintops, the good experiences. We get what I call the woe me's. Woe me, everything's going wrong. This is happening, that's happening, this is not happening, that should be happening, and woe me, woe me, woe me, and we live with the woe me's. And often, unfortunately, when we're on the mountaintop, we forget about the valleys and how that God brought us through and what God did for us. Both are important. If there were no valleys, there wouldn't be any mountaintops. And on the mountaintops, we, we can enlarge our vision and we can see what God can do and, and what we can do for the glory of God. And it, it, we see our potential and it gives us a spirit of victory. And I don't know about you folks, but I like to win. I got real excited when Tennessee beat Clemson. And my daughter-in-law, my granddaughter-in-law, her parents both went to Clemson, uh, and uh, she's still upset, okay? But it's sometimes in the valley where we become more like our Lord, though, right? 
Just think about it. When Jesus was here on earth, he was called a man of sorrows. He endured suffering. He endured rejection. The very people that he came to save didn't want to have anything to do with him. But it's in the valley when things are so rough that we can go to Jesus. And we know that he has experienced everything that we have experienced in this world. He chose to do that when he became incarnate flesh. He chose to do that so he can minister to us. It's in the valley often that we become more and more like Jesus. We look at verse 11 again. It says, it's a land that drinketh water out of the rain of heaven. In other words, God provides for us supernaturally. I think we can all look back in our life and see times when God just took care of things in such a way you never even imagined. Almost a miracle. Perhaps it was a miracle, supernaturally. As we cross over into the new year, we do it with the assurance that God, who sends the autumn rains of the past, will send the spring rains for the future, and he will meet every need that we'll have this year. It may be a land of hills and valleys this year, but also it's a land that drinks water from heaven. As we cross over into a new year, we do it with God's provision. He will take care of us. Over in the book of Philippians, it tells us that God will meet all of our needs through Christ Jesus. Also, as we cross over, we do it with God's presence. In verse 12, we read, A land which the Lord thy God careth for, the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. Aren't you glad? God doesn't just start with us in January and say, all right, you guys got it the rest of the year. Take off from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. God is present. I'm sure among those Israelites, there were some who doubted they could accomplish the task of taking the promised land. Now you remember their fathers had said there's giants, there's walled cities there. And perhaps there was a few of them thought the same way. There's always a few naysayers around anytime you gather. They'd forgotten that they had crossed over and gotten where they were with God's provisions and God's presence. Verse 12 tells us his eyes are always on us. I like that. Now, if you're not outside of God's will, you're not doing what God wants you to, and you're doing something God doesn't want you to do, that might be frightening. But if you're seeking to walk with God, and every one of us should seek to walk with God, especially as we're looking at a new year, it's exciting, and it helps us to know that God is watching over us. He has purposed this year. He has planned this year. He knows the way through the wilderness. And all we have to do is just follow him. Some of the sweetest words in verse 12 are often overlooked. Moses refers to the God of Israel as thy God. I like that, don't you? I have a personal God. He's my heavenly father. I have a personal savior and Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his and he is ours. Moses reminded the people that this is true from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. He will be your God. He will be your heavenly father. God, the Lord Jesus Christ will be your savior. He will be your companion. God, the Holy Spirit will be with you all the way, never leaving you. As we cross over into a new year, we're reminded that God is watching and his eyes are upon us. What a blessing to cross over into a new year with the very presence of God. 
The eyes of the Lord are watching over you. He is watching each of us and he knows what's going on. Then as we go into a new year with God's promise and God's presence, we also go with the promise of God. Pick up in verse 13 if you're following me. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in its due season, the first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, and I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Now, the single most important thing we can do as we cross over into a new year is to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts and serve him completely. Now, I want you to notice this promise that God gives, this promise that God gives to take care of us and meet all of our needs. It comes with a condition. Verse 13 says, if you will. If you'll what? If you'll love me. If you'll love me with all your heart. If you will obey me. If you'll serve me. Then in verse 14, he says, I will. I will what? I'll take care of you. I'll be with you. I'll send you the rain when you need it. I'll, I will send rain upon your fields that your crops will be at abundance. I'll send what you need for the grass to grow and your cattle will eat and you'll be full. Israel only had to walk in obedience to God's word and love him. All that would keep them from God's blessings would be disobedience. And folks, that's what stands between us and God's blessings sometimes. When we just simply won't listen to him. When we disobey him. Israel's primary purpose was to love God. Think about that. That's what God wanted out of them. He wanted them to love him. And if they would and obey him, that God would bless them. Could it be so many Christians are defeated because so few are fulfilling their primary purpose? And our primary purpose is to love God. You say, no, our primary purpose is to serve God and win souls to Jesus. Well, it begins by loving God. To love God with our total being. And if we do, we're going to love others and we're going to go out and we're going to serve God. Why? Because we love him. All of God's commandments are good, but the Lord Jesus Christ said one was the greatest. If you remember in Matthew chapter 22 in response to the question of what is the greatest of all the commandments? Jesus simply said it was to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, every fiber of your being. Love God. Then you love your neighbors yourself. You see, you can't love others until you love God first. Once you love God like you should, you can love other people like you should. If we love him and serve him with all of our heart, then his blessings are going to be upon us. Finally, as we cross over into a new year with God's protection. First of all, the protection carries with it a warning. Listen to verse 16 and 17. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you. And he shut up the heaven, and there was no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, unless you perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. Here's a warning about forgetting God. You know, the sad part of it is we can get so busy. We can get so caught up in everything's going on. And you folks like Brian and I, you're in the ministry. 
We can get so caught up in our ministry sometime that we almost forget God. And when we do, that's sad. He gives them a warning of forgetting him. Then he goes on to take it a step further. He gives them a warning against idolatry. A turning away from God and serving and worshiping other gods. Uh, the word gods there, if you notice, is not capitalized. That means there are no gods. <laughs> Idols. Anything or anyone even that we put before God becomes an idol or a no God. If we're not careful, we're serving and worshiping. Now look at verses 18 and 19 if you're following me. Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul. Bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontless between your eyes. And ye shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Here we are told we must not forget God's word. How many made resolutions this year? We all make a few. Some of us want to lose a few. <laughs> want to lose some pounds or something. But often people, one of the things they'll do, they'll say, I'm going to read God's word this year. And that's good. Some say, I'm going to read the Bible entirely this year. That's good. But I would rather have you to read and study and meditate on the word of God every morning, every day, than just set a goal to read your Bible because what you happen, you'll speed read and get through it, you know, and not really listen to God. But here we have a, Warning about forgetting God. And here, here we're told that we need to live in the word of God. We're to stay in God's word continually. Then also, if you'll notice there, it says we're to teach our children the importance of God's word. For the parents and the grandparents, we have a responsibility to teach our children the word of God. As a church... Wherever you go to church, that church has a responsibility to teach the children the Word of God. You need to have your children or your grandchildren under the Word of God somewhere where they're teaching the Word of God. We're told of God. We need to do that. Moses goes on to tell them that, they, that what God will do for them if they will love and obey God. And drop down to verse 23. Then, after you do these things, the Lord... Then will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you, and you shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. God says, if you will obey me, if you'll love me, if you'll do what I tell you, then when you go up against these nations, they can be stronger than you, they can be larger than you, they can be mightier than you, but I'll drive them out, God says. Folks, I don't care what you face this year. If you'll love God supremely and you'll walk in his paths, he'll get you through. And then as we look at verse 24 there, it says, Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours, from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. It was a long, hard journey for the children of Israel. They'd gone through wilderness wandering, but God was faithful, and he brought them into the promised land. Probably looking back, we've been on a long journey in 2022. Seems like since 2020, we've struggled with illnesses, COVIDs, flus, and everything else. 
I just had to cancel a meal we had coming this Wednesday because half of my serving committees got COVID or, or the flu and uh, we had to cancel the meal. But we've struggled. Maybe 2022 might have been a very difficult time for you. Perhaps it was, as you look back, there was days of laughter, days of joy. That's good. But maybe there was days of sadness and tears. But as you look back, one constant you had, God was right there beside you. He brought you through. Now, we're crossing over into this new year. There's new opportunities, new beginnings. We don't know what the new year will hold, but we know who holds it, don't we? And we know that if we will love him supremely, be obedient to him, we have a promise that stands from the word of God. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll not forsake you. And folks, that's good enough. You know, today as you journey into 2023, I challenge you to love God with all of your heart. Walk in his ways. Hold fast to him. And if you do, 2023 will be a good year as you walk with God. Would you bow your head, please? Our Father, I want to thank you today for your word. So much encouragement as we get into your word. And thank you for how that you help us every day. Now as we walk into this new year, we know that you're going to be there. We know your provisions will be there. We have the promise from you that you won't leave us, you won't forsake us, and that you'll meet our needs. Now, Lord, help us to love you supremely and to serve you in a way that will honor you. I thank you for these folks and their ministry. Would you bless them in a special way? In Christ's name I pray. Amen.